Good morning, everybody. Hope your day is going well. I uh, hope that you guys had a great uh, Labor Day weekend, got some downtime, and uh, now we're ready to see what's going to happen this week when the markets open up. We'll talk about that and more when Dave joins us in just a few moments. But don't forget that in this world we live in, there's a lot of things that we cannot control. However, when it comes to your retirement portfolio, there are a few things you can't control. One of them being how much risk you have in your portfolio, but you have to know what that risk is before you know if it's not enough or if it's too much. Give us a call at 863-382-0037. Let's schedule our core retirement design phone call. And make sure you're on the right path to the retirement you always dreamed of. We've got Dave up now. Pharrell Williams there, and morning Dave here. It's 8.39. That's 21 before 9. Time to check in and find out how your money is doing this morning. Long three-day weekend. No real money got thrown around yesterday, at least not on our side of the pond. So we're kind of starting out fresh for the weekend. For the moment, I say for the moment, things are looking relatively green. Let's see if we can figure out why with the assistance of Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services, who's on the phone this morning. Philip, how are you today? Hey, good morning, Dave. Doing well today. Had a great uh, couple days off uh, celebrating the Labor Day weekend and uh, now back in ready to go to it. But it's, um, man, I, I keep looking for uh, reasons for the bounce this morning. And uh, there's just not, uh, you know, we're coming to that point now where there's just not much out there to uh, talk about when it comes to earnings and individual companies. Uh, but uh, so, not not really any reason that we can see for the continued uh, bounce this morning, other than yeah, yeah. It's, it's been a, a rough three weeks. Yeah, that that seemed like that, that was my first words to you when we got on the phone before going on the air. What is it? We're getting acclimated to the conditions, or is it a dead cat bounce to set the table? We had an off day on Friday. Dow was off by over a full percent, down three hundred and thirty-eight. Standard and Poor's was down by by forty-three. Nasdaq was down by one hundred and fifty-four. That was a full percent and a third. It was kind of like a really rotten day. And now we wake up this morning, and I've got the Dow pointing upward by the better part of two hundred points on the. The futures and you and I kind of sorting through stuff, there really isn't a reason for it beyond the fact that uh, we're getting a little settled into a pattern of uh, uh, a slowing down economy. You you had an interesting theory, though, because uh, both Europe and China are kind of approaching this situation a little bit differently from the way our Federal Reserve is, aren't they? They are. I, I did see an article out there talking about um you know, that, that Europe is unleashing some energy, uh, hyperinflation. They're, they're going to see that, and they're trying to bail out things. So they're, the, the, the headline actually says that they're pulling out their, bull, their bailout bazooka. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the headline. Good term. But they're talking about basically infusing Europe, central bank, infusing money back in, stimulus back into their system, um, like tens of billions of dollars. Now, I'm not sure exactly where that's coming from or where it's going to, but the whole idea is to help offset some of the soaring energy prices that Europe is facing because of the Russia-Ukraine deal where, you know, Russia cut off their pipeline for natural gas. 
Yeah, it needs to be recognized that uh, they got the same problems we do, but they're kind of going at it the different fashion. They're basically saying, look, we're going to accept the inflationary setting just on the grounds that it's something that we've got another fish to fry at the moment, and that being a cold winter with energy prices through the roof. It's an interesting way of approaching it, saying we'll take the inflation in order to keep the economy going. Our Fed is saying we're going to whip inflation even if it crashes the economy. Uh, we're going to kind of find out which direction seems to be the right one as time goes on, aren't we? Yeah, I, I think we will. I will say that, you know, when I was looking this morning, I don't know if it's still there now, but I was looking at, um, you, you know, exchange rates. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Europe's on sale. Obviously, inflation's gone crazy, but, uh, you know, the exchange rate right now is like 99 cents for every dollar. So uh, we're basically on par with them. And, and that just doesn't happen very often. Now, no, it, it's an indication of the uh, inflationary rate going on over in Europe and having a cheap euro may or may not be good, depending upon what we want to fix. Looking at the other side of the pond, China is also doing the same thing Europe is. They've got a different problem with all of their COVID shutdowns and everything. We've been making mention for the last couple of weeks that the Chinese central bank is starting to act like the uh, Yellen Federal Reserve was, keeping their interest rates low, infusing money into the economy there, trying to get that Chinese growth rate back up to the level that they expected to be, because over in China... A 5% growth rate is considered a recession. So it, it, we're, we're kind of surrounded. we got Europe saying, what the heck, let's take inflation just to keep things going. China saying we're digging ourselves out of a slower growth rate. And over here, our Federal Reserve is saying inflation is uh, our number one priority. And even if it tanks the uh, employment market, we're going to continue doing it. This is going to be kind of a mixed-up world economy for a little while, isn't it? Yeah, it, it really is. You know, we've got all facets working in different areas, trying to solve the same problem, uh, but doing it a different way. And, uh, you know, the issue is, is, is number one, who's going to solve the problem? And number two, you know, is their plan going to work and, and what's it going to cost them down the road? I mean, obviously, you know, we're on that side of, you know, we're going to raise rates until we get inflation under control. Um, whether it tanks our economy or not, whether it throws us into a longer recession, a harder recession versus Europe saying, hey, we're just going to dump money at it and deal with inflation later. And, you know, it, that it kind of worries me only on the grounds that, you know, you, you always hear the phrase, it's overused. It is a global economy. And uh, while, yes, there are national borders, yes, there are national economies, there are walls, but at the same time, uh, when it gets to money flowing back and forth, uh, especially in a digital world like this, what happens in Europe does affect us directly, and what happens here does affect Europe. We kind of have opposite poles uh, for the same problem, because we are interdependent, whether we like it or not. Well, that, that's true. We, we are, and um, and we do affect, uh, affect each other. So, you know, what does that have to see um, which strategy seems to be winning? And uh, and how that affects our economy down the road. Uh, I was looking at interest rates as well, Dave. And, you know, the the, the 30 and the uh, two are becoming closer together, but they're still inverted. Um, a, a lot of that was um, overnight um, some some interest rate relief that um, people started selling out of. So 
And a lot of that comes from the fact that our futures are heading upward, indicating there's a shift into equities, at least for the short term anyway, for today. Uh, business news floating around over the weekend. We'd be remiss if we didn't mention the fact that the uh, chief financial officer of Bed Bath & Beyond uh, now put indelicately took a flying leap and killed himself over the weekend. Uh, that's a tragedy in its own right. News items coming out this morning was that there were some investigative advances made as to whether or not he was involved in a little bit of a pump-and-dump scheme, for lack of a better term, pumping up Bed Bath & Beyond stock before their major stockholder pulled out, and uh, the company's report indicated that it was in problems. So at the very least, it's a tragedy. The guy's family obviously needs sympathy and uh, support, as well as the people that do them at work. But that story is probably going to be something we're going to hear tidbits about for many weeks to come. Yeah, we are. And it's obviously putting a lot of pressure on Bed Bath & Beyond. They're down over 14% this morning. Um, you know, So that's a big deal because... He was really credited with um, a lot of good things because he came over right as COVID started and uh, was was instrumental in, in really guiding the company through th that pandemic. And so, uh, you know, sorry to, to hear, and, and I'm sure, you know, it's not good for the company going forward as well. Absolutely. Human, human tragedy is hard to turn into a news item. It needs to be mentioned about the, uh, about the stock questions in the process. But, yeah, he was a bit of a wonderkind during the uh, COVID pandemic because Bed Bath & Beyond was one of the, uh, the brick-and-mortar stores that actually survived the pandemic relatively well and took off like a relative shot once they were allowed to reopen the stores. Yeah, they were. And so um... – that was a, a benefit of him. They just couldn't keep it running. Understood. Other items out in the news tickers this morning. Uh, number one, uh, OPEC announced a small but nevertheless a cut in production over the weekend. And once again, none of the rules are hitting in the process. I'm showing the price of oil up a little from last night, but still uh, flat to down from where it was last week. The rules just aren't working. I would expect an OPEC production cut, especially as we go into the heating season in our northern states and into Europe. I would expect that to uh, boost the price of oil markedly, and it ain't happening. The, the, no. the, the rules of thumb just don't, don't work these days. Not right now, and, and and so we'll continue to watch it. It, it is down from yesterday, uh, but it did. Uh, uh, the news article said that it did spike up a little bit yesterday, based on that news, but uh, reverse course overnight. Yeah, but but it falling through the weekend, so it kind of surprised <laughs> me to see it actually down day to day. Uh, the other thing that has no great impact immediately, but uh, if you're invested in Samsung stock or anybody that uh, makes a lot of money off of Samsung, they announced early this morning, they evidently had a computer breach and a whole bunch of their customer account numbers, including personally identifiable information, got leaked out onto the dark web. So if you're buying your cell phones directly from Samsung, somebody you don't want to know about you may know about you. And I since they're not traded on our exchange, I have absolutely no idea what's going on with their stock. Yeah, that, that'll be, um, who knows how that'll affect them down the road. But it's not good news either way when there's a data breach. Uh, no, and mergers and acquisitions to start the week off. You had some news from CVS Pharmacy. They bought Aetna's insurance crowd a little while ago. Now they're actually getting into home health care as well, huh? They they are. They made an announcement that they're going to uh, spend about an eight billion dollar transaction to buy a home health care agency called Signify Health, um, and so the um, 
you know, CVS was actually getting a little bit of a bump based on that news, up uh, almost a third of a percent this morning. Wow. Uh, they're, they're, they're shooting for the notion, but between Walgreens and CVS, they're almost shooting for who has more one-stop shopping. Walgreens picking up LabCorp and putting them in the stores, CVS buying an insurance company and home health care concern. Eventually, uh, you know, Walgreens and CVS on opposite corners from each other, there won't be any reason to go anyplace else. That's right. You know, that's they're always trying to get that one-stop shop and and be able to do everything at one place and be able to take care of everybody's healthcare needs across the board. Next thing you know, they'll be opening up little hospital rooms in the back of the labs <laughs> on each one. Right? <laughs> it's getting to be that course. Um, nothing really big on the agenda. You can tell by the fact by what we're talking about that uh, there's nothing that came out economically this morning. We will get some. Uh, some financial information on global PMI information in terms of international trade later on this morning. But without any reports and any great government data dump going on this morning, we're basically going to be trading stocks based upon the tidbits that are out there today, aren't we? We are. We're going to be, um, that's really the only thing that's moving stuff today is going to be um, brokerage firms and, and advisory firms making, you know, recommendations. You know, we got, Norwegian um, stifles, stifles come out and, and said that, you know, there are long-term buying opportunities. So that's affecting their stock. Um, FedEx got downgraded by Citibank. So you've got uh, a lot of those type of things that are really the only things that are really moving uh, stocks this morning. Well, and one of those tidbit days doesn't hurt. Resetting the table. It was an off day and a substantial one on Friday. We took three days off. Looks like the mood's improved a little bit. 45 minutes before any real money gets thrown around. How are we doing today? We, we are, Dave. We've got uh, some green ink across the board when it comes to stock indexes. The, the Dow 30 is up a little over six-tenths of a percent. That's $196. The S&P 500 is up uh, getting close to seven-tenths of a percent, uh, $25. And the NASDAQ 100 up six-tenths of a percent, about $71. So, Everything's looking good on that side of the fence. We turn to the other side, the commodity side. We got silver making a, a nice little bump this morning, up almost one and a half percent, eighteen dollars and fourteen cents an ounce. Gold trading down a little over a tenth of a percent, and then crude oil is down um, a little, little over a tenth of a percent. It's trading right now at eighty-six dollars and seventy-three cents a barrel. And that is about a buck a barrel lower than it was when we spoke on Friday. So we're back to that, uh, you know, rules don't apply. Overseas markets, it was a mixed bag on the Asian rim. The Chinese composite was up substantially. Japan was off by a little bit at the close, but mostly green ink. European markets generally trading upward this morning. The French markets are, are up by about a third of a percent. Germany is up by almost a full percent halfway through their day. Getting stable for a retirement and making a plan that you can actually count on happening is more than the amateur can do, Philip. How do I get a hold of you to figure out how I can retire? Dave, that's why we created the core retirement design in order to help people really and truly design the retirement they always dreamed of. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design phone consultation. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730, 95.3 FM. And back here again tomorrow morning. Philip, thank you so much. Good to have you back. Glad you had a good weekend, and we'll see you tomorrow.
All right, buddy. You too. Be well, my friend. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler.